ladies and gentlemen, we just got cleared by Lead a Genius. You know what I mean? Digital Empath Studios, Music, Life, and Love podcast. M. Soto here. We back once again. We got Gillionaire in the building. Yes, sir. What it is? What's going on, Pink? Oh, everything is great. Everything is great. <laughs> Trust me. Everything is great over here. We got Jazzy Mango in the building. Hey, hey, y'all. What's goody? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Thank you. Yo, this is this is dope because um I know you was doing a lot of things. You've been flying back and forth from across the nation, back to this side, Atlanta, you know what I'm saying? We finally got you back here. And um I really appreciate you being here right now at this moment. Thank you so much. I appreciate y'all for having me, definitely. Yeah, especially you didn't you didn't came out and you recovering and stuff like that. So Yeah. Yeah, like so it really speaks to the volume. It's a special person we got here, so you know I had to do it for that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. Exactly. And we got my man right here, Justin Lockett right here. What's hey, going on, brother? Hey, I'm glad y'all brought me up here, man. I'm glad to be here, man. Guys are trying to make me react in a way that I'm really not reacting, but maybe my face told on me. Cause I'm really falling for this woman. Whoa. Jazzy, I gotta ask Jazzy. Okay. How, how did this happen? I just wanna know how did this happen? You know, how did you make this play really work? So you know me, if you guys follow me, you know I'm very much so into reality shows, but I'm also into people that are helping their community. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, I seen Justin on MTV's Love Experiment and I I was just first of all he fine ladies he fine so we can't deny that I'm 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 giving y'all eye candy today you know what I'm saying all three of these gentlemen but also when I started to do my research on him and see what he was doing outside of being on television that's what really captured my heart and it's really dear to me um you know we do thump yard out here thump the yard where we um bring awareness to the youth um through boxing um instead of gun violence and when i seen that justin had his foundation jml i was just like wow um i really commend you young brother because um it's so many of our people dying because of gun violence absolutely and thank you for taking the time out to actually see more than just you know an image or just a show or just a comment or a reel and actually seeing the the heart behind the man um that means a lot because that's what i do everything i do is in memory of my brother and to help better our community so shout out to you for noticing those things absolutely. and uh, bringing it to the forefront absolutely definitely, definitely can we get a little history of um how the foundation started and exactly what it's about and so on and so forth sure so in 2012 um Right before my brother was supposed to graduate from college, he was shot in the head and killed. Mm. And I walked in this place on his graduation, and I knew that I didn't want him to be a hashtag or another name that we forgot. Mm. So I said, man, well, I'm going to create a foundation. So we created a foundation in memory of him. We started visiting schools, talking to kids about gun violence, and just being present. Mm. Um, as the years went by, I sat around with friends kind of like this, and they was like, man, you think we can do more? I was like, yeah, we can. So then we created um, a mentoring program. So that way we can get young boys and look them straight in the face and affirm them. You're handsome. You're smart. You're capable. You can achieve anything in this world that you want to, right? And I want to show you somebody that looks just like you, right? And you can learn from my mistakes, the things that I've done right, the things that I might not have done so well, and take those lessons from me, and hopefully you go much further than I have. And I feel like when I teach these young boys to have value for themselves, Mm -hmm. they see that in each other, Mm -hmm. right? And so when there's a difference, you don't want to resort to pulling out a gun to to settle that difference. Absolutely, absolutely. I want to talk about as far as like um, violence, you growing up, um, uh, have you experienced any like crazy violence or were you always a fighter or have you gone into any, you know what I mean? Have you experienced any experience with guns as well? Uh. There's been violence in our neighborhood, nope. not directly at us okay. or whatever, but, I mean, drive-bys at the house next door, behind us. Um, but, no, I mean, of course you know about things that's happening in your neighborhood. You hear about things. Um, I've had two friends die by guns and then my brother. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just really want to not make sh- – you want to make sure that we're not glorifying that, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? It seems as if trying to go to straight and narrow and become something is something that we don't really celebrate like we should. Go to school, do what you need to do, take care of your family, and ascend. It seems that 
that's lame. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we've seen it. Um, I think my mom did a, a damn good job of trying to keep us away from a lot of stuff. She was hard as hell on mm. right? Shout out to mom. Yeah, you know, my mom would grab you by your shirt and throw you up against the wall, right? Um, she right. ain't played the game, no games. Um, but it didn't hit as close to home until actually mm. it was my brother, right? And um, that's when my eyes opened. But when they really opened was when we was in that courtroom and they hit the gavel and took those kids that shot him off to prison and I realized I don't feel no better, mm. right? Like I don't feel no better, and just as much as we losing, that family's losing too, Absolutely. right? And a lot of times our conversations on how can we keep kids from being victims of the violence, but we don't have enough conversation about how do we keep kids from wanting to perpetrate the violent acts, mm. right? So That's deep. yeah, so now with with you know with the foundation being uh you know structured and whatnot. I do want to know exactly what is it that you have in place, you know, just pretty much like the whole program. Mm-hmm. Like what's, the, what's the whole program consist of? So the League of Legacy Mentoring Program is young men between the ages of 12 and 18. The primary focus is education first, um, but then outside of that, we uplift them. Every February, we take a trip excuse me, a black history trip. This year we came to Washington, D.C. They toured the White House, the Supreme Court, the Capitol Building. Um, They got to meet, excuse me, different leaders in their community. Mm -hmm. But what we want to make sure is that we expose them to people that look like them that are doing exceptional things. So we teach them trades. We introduce them to men who might do whatever trade it is, whether it's carpentry, um, whatever. Then we introduce them to military leaders, people who are doing... um, things in the corporate world so that way when it's time for them to go off and they get 18 and make a decision do i want to go to college Mm -hmm. do i want to learn a trade yeah do i want to join the military they've been exposed to those things um but that's the primary thing that we do is make sure that these young men see people that look like them doing exceptional things because too often i mean you go to a high school and ask all the kids to stand up what you want to be nfl nba rappers right 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 And you want them to see that there's many more things that you can do because the likelihood of you becoming that, Slim. right? As, um, yeah. And I think that's dope. Um, yeah. Number one, for you to even want to take the time and the consorted effort that it takes to even create a foundation that is led to empower the youth with the tools and the resources mm-hmm. to just look at life from a different lens. And I, I, I think that that's really dope. And, you know, it's it's a part of philanthropy. You definitely want to give back. And what a way to give back, you know what I'm saying, not just because of what took place with your brother, but just in general, because um, we all get hit with a certain task in our lives. Mm-hmm whether we believe it or not, based over a situation that may have been favorable or unfavorable, and in this case it was unfavorable, you lost your brother. Mm-hmm. and um, But you channeled it in a different way instead of being angry and, you know, taking to get a gun and going yeah. to do something. It was like, you know what, I'm going to transmute that energy and I'm mm-hmm. going to make it positive. So exactly. Salute to you on that. Absolutely. And I just want to um say something to all three of you black men like is this something that you guys had growing up? Like did you have a mentorship program like this cuz I know I have a 14-year-old son, he's in ninth grade and he's in New York. So it's I'm trying I'm scared every day. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so I just want to know growing up for you three was this something that you were able to witness? So for me, um, in our house, our dad, I was in a single-parent household. My mom was the primary caretaker. And so what she did was she tried big brothers, big sisters. She tried basketball, taekwondo, boy, whatever she could find where there were men. Mm-hmm. That's what she wanted to do. I want to find something where there is a man that can teach you this that I can't teach you. Right. Um, so there wasn't programs in the community that were like mentoring programs. Right. But she would find baseball, basketball, whatever she could look for. And a lot of times, those coaches were the people who yeah. were taking care of us. Mm-hmm. What about you, G? Yeah, for for me, it was it was my mom. Period. Because if you know how Haitian parents are, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> they don't play. You get what I'm saying. So basically, whoever you know, what I mean, who kept me really aligned with everything was my mom. Because my father, I didn't grow. I grew up without a father. 
You get what I'm saying? And I had my brother. My brother went to the military when he was like 23, which at that time, I, I believe I was um, was 11 or 12. So um, I didn't really have anybody, really, to be honest. It was just really my mom. My mom kept me in the straight path, and that's that's why I am who I am today. You know what I'm saying? So I didn't really have I didn't have no programs. I didn't go to any um, extra curriculum stuff or whatever. I didn't have none of that. I mm-hmm. just basically just had my moms. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And you saw that? Yeah. If you think about it, if you look at the time spent away from the house, mm-hmm. you look at it. School is about six hours a day, five days a week. Mm-hmm. And then after school, you have extracurricular activities if you are engaged in them. So then it's like, how much time do you really spend at home? So then the little bit of time that you do spend at home is kind of like your parents work too. So at what time are they getting home? Mm-hmm. And then they have to get everything ready, like food, clothes, and shower up, and they have to get ready for the next day. So even if you did have that male figure or if you did have that female figure mom or grandmom or auntie or whatever the case may be it's kind of like you spend the majority of your time in the external world so it's like it goes back to what you said so a program like that would have more right benefits to you know the youth then almost if somebody is stuck at home and it's not really at home but they're at work and they're coming home and um, the reason why I mentioned that is because I was thinking to myself about a program myself, mm-hmm. like to get children that or the youth that's outside, that's in the streets doing whatever they're doing into programs that'll be a little bit more resourceful and beneficial to them during the hours that they get out of school that gets them off the street. Yeah. But then they could be learning some tools and they could Absolutely. have resources. Because it's like, all right, cool. When mom get home, she might get home at 6. Dad might get home at 7. Right. All right, cool. You just leaving this program. You were learning in, you know, in those hours and whatnot. So I think that it's pretty dope that you already have something in place like that. Absolutely. The more you do that, the better the, you know, the, the next generation will be. Absolutely. So yeah. once again, salute to everybody yeah, in this right. room. Because I feel as though... The generation before us, our parents, they weren't privy to the information or resources that we're privy to. Like yeah. right now, if if ignorance is almost like it's optional now, like there's so much information and it's easily and readily mm-hmm. at your fingertips. Like yo, you can really like just at your fingertips just take off. So it's like we don't have an excuse. Mm-hmm. Like. We saw everything before it happened, and we yeah, saw everything everything. as it's happening after. We we saw when we didn't have technology, yeah. and now we saw when we have technology. Yeah. Whereas though our children, they was like kind of like you know kind of like born into it. Our nephews, our nieces, and stuff like that, they was born into it, so they don't know what it's like to not have it. Absolutely. We have the luxury of knowing yeah. how it Both was, worlds, right? right. Yeah. Yeah. and right. now how it is to have it. <laughs> Absolutely. So we don't have an excuse. So we kind of have to like. If we don't take it by the horns, we got to push. And that's why I think it's really dope what you're doing because the foresight is like, yo, you already see where this is going. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Off of what happened to your brother, it's kind of like, you know what? I could really, well, once again, I could really take this and just make it a negative thing, but you're not doing that. You're like, look, let me transmute that into some positivity. So. Yeah. Absolutely. I want to ask you a question. I know you dealt with a lot of people do, do, throughout this um, throughout this foundation. Um, do you have a story of anybody that you could be like, you know what? I'm really glad I I reached out to this kid. Hmm. Um, because I know this, this you probably don't dealt with so many. Yes. Um. So I have a lot of them. So I can give you a couple mm-hmm. where it kind of started. So I have one now. He's 26. I met him when he was 14. Um, and. He's been with me ever since. Um, and he is the only person that's a part of my organization now that ever met my brother. Wow. Mm. Right. And um, so I was just visiting school, just hanging out with the kids, like working with them in the junior ROTC program. Right, right. And um, he stuck to me like a little brother. Um, and everything that I did, he copied it. Okay. And, um, he even joined the military. Um, and now to this day, he wants to mentor um, he comes around and teaches. So his name is Deontay. And then outside of that, once I created the program after my um, my brother's passing, I have a young man now. His name is Kanari. Okay. Um, Kanari's 16. 
Okay. And he's been around me since he was seven. And the beauty of it is watching them come into their own, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. the decision-making and seeing them say, man, you know, I was at school and somebody said something to me and I was about to fight. But then I remember what you said mm-hmm. and I didn't. Mm-hmm. And I did this instead. Okay. And now to see him yesterday, last night we had our mentoring meeting and I said, hey, guys, get ready for the meeting. And he said, hey, Mr. Justin, it's on my heart to talk about mental health. Can I take over the meeting? Mm-hmm. And he ran yesterday's meeting. Nice. And okay. to see him come from a seven-year-old kid to now a 16-year-old young man who's now trying to run the program, mm-hmm. run the meetings. Mm-hmm. He's becoming like one of the big brothers to the younger guys. I think it's a beautiful thing to see all these things come full circle and to actually see young men that you've poured into now take the lessons that you've given them yeah. and they're giving it to the next. Yes. Um, I think that's a beautiful thing. And does, yeah, to, sorry to, um, to cut you off, but mm-hmm. to see the longevity that you speak of, like to have somebody from, you know, these young ages to watch them grow as youth into yeah. adulthood is amazing because a lot of times I know for me, um, I, I was in a single family household too, um, just with my mom. And a lot of times like you outgrow some of these programs mm-hmm. because you get around certain people and you're like that's not cool no more and that's always been a fear of mine for my son um that it's like don't worry about what's cool or not Mm -hmm. because these programs actually are to help you succeed Mm -hmm. and to help you think outside of the box to help you understand that being us being smart being athletic being into robotics that is cool you're Mm multi-dimensional so you don't have to stick to one thing so to see that you're um mentees Mm -hmm. have seen you and seen the struggles or things that you might have went through and it's like nah instead of me picking up a gun or instead of me making this bad decision i'm gonna think of what justin said or i'm gonna think of where he brought us or look at me i just went to the white house like how many of the people would have thought they had that top type of um opportunity to do so i just want to commend that because and i want to commend the mentees to actually taking in what you were saying and implementing into their lives yeah for sure and i think it's a beautiful thing to um I grew up with them mm-hmm. you know it's a lot of things and I'm very open and transparent so as I learn lessons I teach those lessons to them as I make mistakes I show them mm-hmm. those things right and I think when I first started I had the misconception that I needed to be here and try to get them there but then I realized that it was actually easier to meet them where they are oh, and then yeah. we get where we want to go yeah, and um you got that buy-in I mean these guys when I say we 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 use language like I love you. I'm proud of you. I'm here. Right? Because they need that. to hear that yeah. from a man. Yeah. Right? And um I love it. I like that. That's dope. That's that dope. is. That's really dope. Um <clears throat> salute to you. Oh, my fault. Sorry. Oh no, I just wanted to ask like if when somebody comes to you, um can you run a day or maybe a, a week of what what's what do they expect as soon as they come to you? Like if somebody once they hear this, once they see this, they're like, you know what, I gotta reach out. What is it that the what the, what is it that they should um, expect um, from you, or how does the week go? Like in the organ, in the, 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 the post, yeah. Okay. Um, so typically, um, we have meetings once a week. Okay. On Thursdays, it's it's kind of difficult because they're they're in so many extracurricular activities, and then they go to school. Um, so we typically have meetings once a week, unless we're doing a special activity. Um, we run with the school year um, because my mentor taught me you need a break. Mm. So I give myself a couple months to um, I don't break contact with my young men, but the formalities of the program kind of go away during the summer. Okay. Um, but throughout the week, we text, we communicate every morning and afternoon before and after school. Oh, nice. Um, and then we have meetings and then individually, if any one of them is dealing with anything, they had that we always call and talk. So as a group, on Thursdays, um, but individually it can be at any time. You know, I have tutors in place that make sure that they get help with their homework. Um, some of them now have their first jobs; they get in their first cars. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's it's a, um, a weekly meeting that we do. And then we do daily check-ins. I like the fact that this is a real mentorship. Mm -hmm. Like you don't just, you know, see them after school and let them kind of go about their own business. Like this is a a check-in. You're checking Mm -hmm. with them daily. They can call you daily. They they have an issue. They can 
reach out to you and because I don't know if we mentioned this but I think when we were running down the list we mentioned things like the boys club I remember just going to the boys club and it's like after school that was just it mm-hmm. like no one was checking up on me making sure my grades were good or making sure you know like just constantly like pushing mm-hmm. or constantly like worried about me or concerned about me so the fact that you have a checkup it leaves them accountable yes like every Thursday I gotta be on this zoom yeah. or I gotta be in this building mm-hmm. to talk about what transpire during the week it's yes. a structure you know what i mean the structure is amazing like i i love this so, yeah so you went to the to the boys club why you didn't go yeah. to the girls club <laughs> you know <laughs> I went to the boys and girls club <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Which one did but you, you know to? you know being from nah, nah, nah. you know you say the boys club but you know it's the boys and girls club but mm-hmm. i didn't get that there like to me it was more just fun just a babysitter like mm-hmm. how i felt <laughs> just that was my experience right. i didn't really have that type of mentorship, as you say, I kind of was just like winging it because my mom was a single parent, mm-hmm. so she was working constantly. I was involved in every everything you could think of. Like I was in student council, every single thing. But like as far as like if I was depressed, if I had anxiety, because I used to, I was a professional dancer at these children's age. So like you got to make weight. You got to do the same thing in sports. You got to do that. I didn't have nobody to talk to to be like, hey, I was overweight five pounds or whatever, whatever was going through my mind or I need to get A's to get this. But my mom needs me to do chores and I also need to make sure I can go to the student council meeting. I didn't have anybody to go to to talk about this Mm -hmm. pressure was overwhelming. Like all I knew was to get straight A's. And, but you're not realizing parents, now we're parents, we get it, but you're not realizing that's so much pressure for a kid. Yeah. That's so much pressure to be like, dang, if I get an 89, that's failure. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying it's, it didn't push me, but it was a lot of pressure to have, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, you're right. So, so I got a question for you, Justin. Um, considering everything that you've been through, uh, what was an outlet that you utilized or tapped into, you know, growing up that, um, you know, whenever you were stressed or, you know, you were just going through something, did you have, like, any kind of outlet that you would tap into? As a kid. Yeah, as a kid, yeah, as a kid. Like, anything that you did, like. Man, me and my brother <laughs> played basketball mm-hmm. in our driveway. Morning, noon, night, drove the neighbors crazy. Um that was our big thing. We played basketball. I mean, you think when we was kids, it was a little different. So we was outside playing football in the street, playing basketball all night. So we we actually went out and ran and, and did those things. And that that was our thing because if the weather was decent, we weren't allowed to stay in. I'd get outside, mm-hmm. right? And we weren't allowed to come back in. So that was one for us. Um, we were some wild kids. How, <laughs> how, how much older was he then? He's two years younger than me. Oh, he's two years younger than you. Yeah. All right. And y'all from... Huntsville, Alabama. Dope. Mm-hmm. Right. So, I mean, for us, we was, our, all the kids I grew up with, we were wild. We was in the streets, riding our, when I say in the streets, <clears throat> we was out playing, playing mm-hmm. football, basketball, riding our bikes, you know, going to the ditch, you know, fighting, doing what things boys did. Right. Um, but that was pretty much what we did. Um, okay. A lot of things that we could have come across, we didn't. Because my mom from Newark, New Jersey, right? So a lot of stuff that she seen, she made sure that we didn't fall victim to those things. So I think that's why she was so hard, right? Like, you ain't going to be doing this. She grabbed you by your shirt, right? We had some tough love. Mm -hmm. Other kids around, they still say, man, when I see your mama, I'm getting all my stuff together because she ain't play. Um, But outside of that, I mean, we had each other, you know, whether it was wrestling, fighting through the house, basketball. That was our resource, but I mean, we'd be that basketball was our thing. Okay. Yeah. Any um, music influences coming up, growing up? Uh, so Jay Z's my guy. Uh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jay Z's my really? guy. Really? Yeah. Wow. But it's funny, um, because you know we would sneak and try to buy, you know, whether it was a Jay Z album or Silk the Shock or Master P. But if she ever found okay. the album. And she saw that parental advisory. She looked you straight in your face and popped that CD in. Ooh, my mom was the same way. Why? And then, uh, I wasn't able to even watch. Like, I watched Poetic Justice when I turned 26 years old. Yeah. Like, none of that stuff. I was able to watch. No In Living Color? No Living Color, nothing. But, like, Crooklyn, <laughs> like, In the Hood, Juice, the long ass word. Slow. I wasn't able to watch none of that. <laughs> 
Yeah. Out of catching up. Yeah, I don't know. No Martin phrases is yeah. bad. Damn. No, we had to sneak through. It'll catch up. A lot of our stuff came from going to other folk how we watched. Did you got to watch you sneak? I remember um. Well, in the 90s, somewhere, I had got a chain, a no-limit chain. Okay. Right? And uh, she saw it on my neck, and she ripped it off and said, there's limits in this house. No. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, <man>. <laughs> <laughs> so, wait. I, so, okay. So, I, is your mother still alive? Yes. Uh-huh. So, uh, what's the conversation like between you and your mom with all of the accounts that you, you, you obviously lived through? Mm-hmm. It's like, as a man right now, it's kind of like, so, um... Why did you do that? Oh, she, <laughs> have you ever? Have you ever? Yeah. Mm. She, um, of course, she said, I ain't do that to y'all. I wouldn't, right, right. I wouldn't they don't like never that. remember like nothing. Like, <laughs> no, she, she remember. Selective she, man. Boy, I ain't beat y'all. <laughs> I ain't, yeah, you did. Um, but, What's your uh, relationship? Like, are y'all close? or? Yes, and we're not at what we used to be because of my brother's murder, right? Hmm. The grief that's overcome my mom. Hmm. We're close. So let me let me say that part. But I think that generation, as far as going to therapy and doing things, is not quite, they're not really into that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it really, my, my brother was a baby boy. That was mama's boy. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it impacted her in a way that I can't describe. Mm-hmm. Um, but not only that, it caused her to, go back into this, I got to protect this one, right? Mm-hmm. And some of those ways where we can be closer, some of it, it kind of pushes you away because it's it's a little bit too much. Um, so we do have those conversations. I think we're we're turning a corner, um, but I've watched her go through this grief really, 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 really impacted her. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but we do spend time together. We talk a lot. Um, but I think what's different is my mom and I are very much alike and because we're so much alike, you know, sometimes that creates a little tension. Um, we have great days, we have great conversation we can laugh. Um, but there are moments where it's like, come (laughs) on, get out of here. (laughs) Come on. I can relate to that. Yeah. Come on. Um, but that's, that's a, um, a good thing. We learn from each other. I think, um, she's learned from me, um, as I've gotten older, um, different perspectives, but she's still very much in that old school mentality. Mm-hmm. And um, some of the ways that we are now, she quite ain't with it. Yeah. 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 I want to ask, besides creating this foundation, what is another way of you been healing? Like, how mm-hmm. have you been healing? So I go to therapy. Love um, that. So the biggest thing that has happened is I don't have children of my own, but having these kids... And kids can see straight through your BS. Mm-hmm. Um, Quick. So having these young boys um, has forced me to grow up mm-hmm. in a lot of ways and see truths about myself. Um, so I can't preach to them how important it is to have a therapist and go to therapy if I'm not doing it. Absolutely. Um, so that's something that's helped me out. Um, that's a big one. But outside of that, I really have to go back to them. Because as much as people pat me on the back and say, man, I think it's dope what you do for them, I don't think people have realized watching them grow and come into their own how much that's helped heal me. Mm -hmm. Because my mindset is I might have lost my brother, but I've gained so many other Mm -hmm. little brothers. And they give you purpose and reason and drive. Um, So I I pull from from them. And um, that's, that's where it is. You know, I think about them and a lot of decisions that I make. Um, and if I don't do something the way that I should, I try to make it right and teach them from my mistake. Mm. I love that. Dope, dope. Yeah, yeah. that's definitely dope. Um, what we got? I, you want to you want to go into it? You want to go into the music? Let's like, go. Let me. You got a coin? We are gonna switch. Oh up, damn! Man. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold up. So we don't carry coins around here. It's, no. it's, you know, it's either that or we're going to rock, paper, scissors. This. All right. All right. We gonna I mean, rock, I mean all right. Y- y'all going to rock, paper, scissors? I'm down with it. Right, wait, cool. is it a certain hand? Look. Right, oh. What the hell? Hold on. Wait, 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 what is this? Wait, 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 w
Oh, oh, that's oh, it. Okay, oh. okay. I lost one. You lost one. Okay. That's two. That's oh, two. that's it. That's it. Right. So look. What you got? All right. So look, look, look. So alright, so Why y'all let him do me like Justin that? won the the, 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 the the coin toss. He right? won the coin toss. So G, I think uh so yo, Justin, um, let me explain the rules, right? We got three topics. We're gonna throw you some questions. You on team Justin, you on team Jazzy. All right. At the end, the winner is going to receive a prize. A free photo shoot, a free BTS video, okay. or a free session. Okay. Redeemable whenever you feel like. Listen, these so are some good are, those, prizes, those, those, y'all. Those are the three things that's on the table. All okay. Right? Um, so since Justin won, he's going to be able to choose between, I believe, 90s hip hop. 90s movies and 90s acting. So, or actors. Actors. So, okay. or actresses. So, I don't know which 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 one you want to go with. Just let us know. Let's do uh 90s movies. Oh. Yeah. Dang, why he no hope. No hope. So look, so we're going to shoot this him the first crazy. question. So, and I'm saying obviously he get it right, he get a point. You get it right, you get a point. He get it wrong, he lose a point. Oh, oh. yeah, he gonna lose that's, a point. That's how it's played. Yeah, this one, this is music, life, and love. So if you get it wrong, you lose a point. All right, cool. Yeah. So we doing '90s movies. All right, Justin. Question number one is: Which film won the Academy Award for the Best Picture in 1994? A. Titanic. B. The Shawshank Redemption, C, Forrest Gump, or D, Pulp Fiction, 1994. Academy Award for Best Picture. <laughs> now, you can ask me. I can repeat I would say it. Shawshank. You, 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 so so that, was, that would be B. Yeah. Okay. So, so the, the answer. So wait, wait, wait. Do I get to steal it you, if it's wrong? This ain't this ain't this what's this that called? I don't know, just Jeopardy. Family Feud? <laughs> <laughs> no, but he answered, but but I right, I right. it's wrong. It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but, look, but look, but look, but look, the answer, the answer is Forrest Gump. Right. Period. All right, cool. Oh. So G hell? you <laughs> I, I wouldn't I wouldn't have never known that. So all right, zero zero right now. Uh, zero, zero. All right, so w- 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 hold up yeah. one second. I was thinking it had to be a black answer. <laughs> In the movie, okay, who's this? Go- who's this director to? He lost, so it's my oh, so turn. Jazzy. Jazzy. All right, Jazzy, you ready? Yes. All right. In the movie, The Truman Show. What? In 1998. <laughs> who plays? The when character? was it? When did this come out? Come on now. <laughs> In 1998. I know you wasn't able to watch TVs around that time. <laughs> <laughs> but we got you. All right. All right, cool. In the movie The Truman Show, 1998, right? Who plays the character Truman Burbank? Is it A, Jim Carrey, B, Tom Hanks, C, Robin Williams, or D, Bill Murray? Did you get this wrong? I don't, I never even seen this movie. This is a bad category. The Truman Show? I've never seen it. I don't even oh never. Okay. God. Okay. Just the commercial. <laughs> the trailer. Wait, give, give me, give me the people again. Give the people again. All right. Okay. Who plays the character Truman Burbank? A, Jim Carrey. B, Tom Hanks. C, Robin Williams. Or D, Bill Murray. And this is a show. This is a movie. It's a movie. A movie. I'm I'm oh God. You got, you got I'm gonna go with two. You gonna with two? two. two. <laughs> you mean B? Come right there. Come right there. Yo, <laughs> nah. all right. I'm gonna go with B. <laughs> she lit, ladies and gentlemen. Hold on one second. A, B, C, or D? <laughs> two. two. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right. Oh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> All right, so do we have the ant sound? Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's wild. All right, next. What was the answer? Because y'all know Jim Carrey. I was gonna say that, but it seemed too obvious. Mm. It seemed too obvious. All right, yo, all right, Justin. Who picked this category? (laughs) Hold on, nah, Justin, because he 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 know he should have went with music. Nah, yo, but we could we could we could jump topic. We could switch, but hold on, real quick. 
who played the role of Edward Scissorhands in the 1990 film directed by Tim Burton. Hey, what y'all do this? Now he gonna no, no, get a, a point. No, no, A, Johnny Depp, B, Leonardo DiCaprio. This is annoying. Hey. Just stop. That's a. disrespectful a. for y'all to I give him that point. easy question. Cool. Man got one point. Hey. You see what I'm, you see what I'm, ladies? <laughs> ladies. But, but that, that's what it is. Yo, that's the question. I, that was the next I, question. I, one zip. Team I, Justin no, won. Ask me no more. Team Jazzy, nothing. Oh, man. See how harsh he had to say it? All right, cool. All right. Alright, so next question, right? Nineties question. Oh, are we going music? We just go yeah. Ask them. Okay. Well, he got we one. So he got one. So he, he can switch, switch it, or he could keep it there. It's up to him. <laughs> it's up to Justin. We could do nineties. What you want to do? Hip hop. Hip hop. I mean, it's hip hop. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. Alright. Alright. Right, so you ain't gonna know. You were born in '89. <laughs> See, I'm still. I, nothing, I'm getting flustered, y'all. Right. Nothing easy. Uh, Nothing. It, see, you see, the people are really trying. They're trying for the hard questions. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> well, these are easy to. All right, cool. I got it. All right. You ready? I guess. You got to get a point. Stressed. You got to get a point. All right, come on. You. Well, then you better give me a good <laughs> question. <laughs> I won't for anybody who wins. Um, which hip hop group released the socially conscious album Resurrection in 1994? A, Common Sense, B, Public Enemy, C, A Tribe Called Quest, or D, Jurassic Five. And what was the name? The name was Resurrection. You don't know the name. In 1994, Resurrection, the album, Resurrection. I'm going to go with B. <laughs> they 1994, you... I was three. Like what? <laughs> 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 uh, I, like, oh, yeah. well, got zero. Right. Yeah. All right, we cool. only got a certain amount of questions left. All right, cool. Um, okay, we sticking to the. Wait, what are the topics again? That could go to uh, black actors. Okay, let's do that. You want to do? Black? Oh, let's go black oh, actors. She got the upper hand. Nah. No, we don't know. Now, don't be judging me because I'm an actress. You said uh, black the bottom, the last one. The last one, okay. Yeah, last oh, jeez, okay. I don't All like right. this one, but... I feel like they picking these extra hard ones, yeah. and it's these, disrespectful. These are tough. Actually, yeah, but that's... I'm these gonna, ones are tough? Do, here's the thing. This one is an easy one, right? Which actor, African-American actor, won the Academy Award for Best Actor in his role film... Training day. Oh, oh Denzel. Like, no, it was different. Well, well, it was different. Well, Denzel. Oh, she got one. She got one. <laughs> nah, he, I didn't even no, throw you even a pass. Even... So now I got to throw you a pass. <laughs> All right. Up. I didn't even tell you. Help us out. Well, like we that. training day. Okay, he already right. said <laughs> it. We ain't got many of them awards. I should have been like, Snoop Dogg. So now I'm going to throw this one. You throw an easy one. All right, cool. Justin, like, I'm going to see if you catch this one. All right, cool. Who starred as O.J. Simpson in the critically acclaimed TV series The People vs. O.J. Simpson American Crime Story in 2016? Which is clearly like not 90s, but is it A, Samuel Jackson, B, no. Cuba Gooding Jr., yeah. C, Mahershala Ali, D, no. Don Cheadle? That's good. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm not going to lie. Damn, because it was crazy because they had so many different OJ systems. They did, they did, they did. Because they had the people versus OJ. And why would they give you 2016? I'm trying to think. The people versus OJ, I want to say that was Cuba Gooden Jr. Right? Well, you better go with what you better go with. Samuel Jackson. Hell no. Right? That's out. Ali. Okay. No, Don Cheadle. It had to be Cuba Gooden Jr. It couldn't have been. It got to be. Yeah, it got to be Cuba Gooden Jr. I did. Ding, 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 ding. There we yeah. go. There okay, we go. Okay. We got one. Yeah. So it's one, so one. It's one, one. All right. Okay. All right. Back stick, in the running. Y'all sticking to, to, you know what I'm saying, African-American actors or what are we doing? I think we, let's flip it a little. Like it? Going back to I like it. Music. All right. We like it. Let's go. Yeah. Who portrayed the character Lucius Lyon, the head of a music and entertainment? Terrence Howard. All right. <laughs> Final answer? Final answer. All right, cool. That's that's two one. Yeah. What are we going to? All right. Your turn. You wanna you wanna stick to you this or you wanna go back to music? Moving. Let's let's get it. All right. All right. Yeah. So he wants to stick to this. You wanna stick to this? Yeah. All right. Cool. Um, who played the lead role in the film Twelve Years a Slave, Damn. which won the Academy Award for Best? I, know, I, know, I know his face. I don't know his name. 
All right, he's going to give you the people. I'm going to do process of elimination. There we go. Okay, let me go back to it. Okay, who played the lead role in the film 12 Years a Slave, which won the Academy Award for Best Picture? A, Forrest Whitaker. Mm-mm. Whoa, I can't even say this name. <laughs> Probably that one. Chi <laughs> <laughs> Whittle. Uh, uh, yeah, that's oh, him. That, that one. That one right him. there? Yeah, that's him. David, oh, oh my God. Well, no. <laughs> Another crazy yeah. one? Another crazy one. I know his Marshall name is like Howard. that. Yeah. And you said B, right? I think it's that guy. That guy. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's time. Yeah. I apologize. I, I, I couldn't say his name. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right, so this is for the tiebreaker. Really well, is how, does, how does the tiebreaker go? Whoever gets it right. But then if you get it right, then he has to get a chance to, to get, get okay. right or wrong. It's like sudden death. But if, we both, but if he gets right again, we tied again. We're still going. Mm-hmm. Oh He's shoot! Going. This is out of control. Um, okay. Do you want to stick to wait, Justin? Do you want to stick to this, or you want to go back to music, or you want to go back to acting? I mean, as far as movies. Right now, we in acting. I can stay here. I bet. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. That's how I feel. Which actress starred alongside Eddie Murphy in the comedy film Coming to America? A. Halle Berry. B. Angela Bassett. C. Robin Givens. D. Sherry Headley. And this is coming to America? That's his question. Oh, my no, bad. Yeah, I'm about to answer. My bad. Yeah, I'm like sorry. Two. I'm sorry. Relax. D. This is a tough one. D. I, don't, D. I didn't even know this one. D. D. Ooh. It's tied. <laughs> Yo, I didn't even know that one. And I yeah, watched yeah, yeah. it. Yeah. You that's said my, I watched uh, it. That's my stepsister's home mm-hmm. girl. <laughs> oh, well, that's... Shout out to stepsister. Sherry Headley. Yeah. Hey. All right. <laughs> The McDowell. Yeah, we got, we got, I'm going to get my question ready for her. <laughs> oh, this, no, no, you, yeah. yo, you got your Team Jack. I bet. Which oh, actor portrayed Jackie Robinson in the film 42? Is it A, Chadwick Boseman, B, Michael B. Jordan, C, Anthony Mackie, or D, John Cheadle? I didn't see this, but I'm going to go for, I'm going to go with A. Oh, I'm about to say. A was uh, Chadwick Boseman. Because all the rest didn't look good. Okay. All right, right. cool. (laughs) Who is known for his role as Mace Windu in Star Wars prequel? I'm glad that's your question. (laughs) You know know what's crazy? I'm supposed to be on his team. So that's what we're going to do. Whoever's asking the questions, that's the teammate. But, oh so, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna evolve that. Okay. okay, my bad. Okay, that's okay. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna we evolving. I right, bet I'm Team Justin, you Team Jazzy. Okay. okay, all right. Let's ride out. Who is known for the role as Mace Windu in the Star Wars prequel trilogy? A. Morgan Freeman. B. Lawrence Fishburne. C. Samuel L. Jackson. D. Don Cheadle. Hmm. Is on C. Correct. I was about to say, there's only one person who played in Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. So it's a, it's tied. It's 3-3. What you got to help your teammate? All right, cool. Uh, All right, uh, here we go. Who won the Academy wrong. Award for Best Supporting Actor in his role in the <laughs> not wrong. <laughs> go ahead. Oh, shit. <laughs> okay, it's a guy supporting Academy. All right. For Best Actor in his role in the film Moonlight. A, Mar- Marshall Ali. B, Idris Elba, C, Denzel Washington, or D, Forrest Whitaker. You can't do no looks. You can't do, Moon, you can't no, do that. I'm not, I'm not looking. Moonlight. Okay. We playing spook. Ten seconds. Yeah, word. I'm counting. Ten. A. Not. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> All right, cool. That's so this, 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 this is my partner. All right. Who starred as a we superhero Blade in the film trilogy released in the late 90s and early 2000s? Wesley Snipes. Hey. Just... Oh, shit. That's correct. Right. That's correct. Because that's my, that's my team. That's team correct. correct. Ding, 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 right, ding. No, that's it. We got that it. That's it. Oh, oh, are we still going? He got it. She okay. got it. Okay. All right. So Let's... somebody got to get it wrong and somebody got to get it right and then it's over. Oh, we we stick into this topic, or you want to switch to another topic? <sighs> he's up think? for. He's up. It's up to you. What you? you I feel like I want to switch, but I feel like it's so getting crazy in that music category. I don't know. Okay. Right. So like, I'ma stay. You want to stay in this All one? Right. Oh. Yeah. All right. 
Which actress, known for her role in How to Get Away with Murder, became the oh, first Oh, Annalise Key. I mean, um, Whoa. hold on. Hold on. Viola oh. <laughs> Davis. I know. Viola Davis. I know you teammates, but you I said Annalise But that's her character in Viola Davis. <laughs> I bet. A, Regina King. B, Viola Davis. C, Angela Bassett. Uh, D, Vi we already go. We, yeah. Viola Davis. Mm -hmm. We already go. Uh, look, real quick. That's what I'm talking about. Which actress starred in the film Hidden Figures in 2016, which tells the story of an African-American woman? Oh. Now, why you get back history for this shit and we ain't get no back history for no other movie? Mathematicians working <laughs> at NASA during the space race. Okay. Lupita Nyong'o. Taraji P. Henson. Done. Yeah. Oof. I didn't even. I, didn't I knew that. Oof. That was a good one. Yeah, yeah. Hidden Figures. That's an excellent movie. I live under a rock. Mm. No, you've been knowing some things. <laughs> All right, let's see. Come on, Jim. All right, in the TV series The Fresh Prince of Bel Air, who Not played the role? What? Of... No, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> who played the role of Uncle Phil? A. James Avery. B. Will Smith. C. Alfonso. What? Ribeiro. Ribeiro. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and and D. Jeffrey Towns. One. Hey. One. 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 <laughs> All right, cool. One. So it's, it's five, five, or six, six. It's uh, five, six. six. It's five. No, we're tied. We're tied. still. Well, if no, no, he gets you this got one, six. yeah, you got six. Yeah, you got five. All right, cool. Listen, I got faith. You got yeah. right. Look yeah. in the film, The Help in 2011. Who played the character, Abilene Clark, a maid who shares her experiences? Angela Bassett, Viola Davis, Octavia Spencer. Or D. Halle Berry. Damn, the, the, the name of the film is. Damn, I should have asked you that. Damn, ain't both of them in there? In 2011. Oh. I messed up. Uh. I, he's my teammate. I'm supposed to help him. All right, but he damn. knows the movie and he knows the people. But Moving I know, forward. I know B both in the movie. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh. Ah, but I'm I wasn't supposed to do that. B and C both in the movie. I'm trying to think. But who was who the maid? Played the Abilene of... Clark, a maid who they... shares her experiences. It's got to be, I think C was a supporting actress. C was Octavia Spencer. Uh, yeah, she made the shit pie. Um, it got to be B, Viola Davis. And um, that's your final answer? Yeah. Damn! <laughs> it was Octavia. In West Philadelphia, born and raised in a Jazzy won, ladies and gentlemen. Dang. Jazzy won. The music was pretty. You were smart. <laughs> <laughs> but um, Octavia, she was the maid. She was. They with, both was maids, wasn't they? But she nah. was the one with the baby, and she, she yeah, she was the one that won the. It was big. She she was, her, she that was her first, not first. She been <laughs> in stuff, but that was her fight. Like this is where we accepted her in this yeah. one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So so look, Justin, we appreciate you. I think this is the first time. That we introduced the music, life, and love trivia game. Yeah, um, this was dope. This was really fun. Um, so, Jazzy, great job, y'all. He's real, not right? a loser. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah. I know you got great some job. stuff that you know you want to <laughs> go ahead and you know make him feel better with. You know what I'm saying? Yes, we want to <laughs> give you this in our appreciation hey, okay. of you coming on the show for sure. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And you know, you know, we know it's somebody's birthday. Oh, oh shoot. We didn't, yeah. didn't want to leave you oh, empty-handed, y'all. <laughs> I'm talking about. You know, we right. definitely want to let you know that you're appreciated. If I can get the light. Okay. Yeah. Oh, the light. So, yeah. Okay. So, you make your wish. Oh, yeah. Yes. Happy birthday. Yeah, dog. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. We, we really appreciate you coming out here. You know, I know this has been like a month in the making, yeah. and um, and also uh, yeah, I, I I think yes, you you have something. Oh as yeah, well. yeah, yeah, definitely. I wanted to um present to you. Oh, excuse me. Uh, present to you one of our shirts that we we actually do. We we actually donate to cancer organizations, and um, there's a phrase that we both came up with, and it's. Cool. I didn't come up with that. Well, <laughs> you came up with that. I wish I could give cancer cancer, and um, I support that. Purchase it. We have a website as well too, but we would definitely want. Yeah, I support that and share that. Absolutely. I got, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. I lost a few family members, and I have a couple friends that's um, breast cancer survivors, and I have one that's actually going through it right now, and wow. so that yeah, I can support that for sure. Appreciate that. And definitely, y'all. You know, we did music, we did life, but we didn't touch on the love. Mm. So 
I'm not. Uh-oh. You know, I Uh-oh. definitely, <laughs> I definitely got to look out for the ladies, and um, I definitely want to ask you. What even made you decide to go on a reality show to look for love when it looks like if I'm watching, you got all of the assets that ladies are looking for? Mm. <laughs> um, so believe it or not, um, I tried my hand in dating for a while and was unsuccessful. Um, the opportunity came about um, a few years ago. Um, they said you might be a good for a contestant like this, and I thought about it. I said, let's do it. I mean, I didn't try everything else. Um, so I jumped in and, and did it. Um, and it was a great experience. Yeah. Mm. I want to ask um, for the ladies, like, a lot of my friends, whether they're in the industry or they're not in the industry, it's very difficult dating. Mm-hmm. So how can us ladies look out for the signs for a man that is truly ready to be in a committed relationship? Look for um <clears throat> Well, it's easy. A man that wants you is going to come get you. He's going to be consistent. Um, he's going to follow up and follow through on the things that he says. He's going to follow up with his actions. Um, I can say for me, um, when I was on the show, um, I know for a man, it doesn't take us long for us to know. Um, we know that, hey, either <laughs> we want you in this category or we actually want to pursue you. And um, But I think the biggest thing is that communication piece. Um, A lot of times I think people will know that it's a dead-end street and see potential Mm -hmm. and then try to bring that potential to life when it's it's nothing there. You know, you want this person, so you're trying to force that square into a round hole. Um, If he truly wants you, he's going to come get you. And if that's not what's happening, um, back off, you know. Okay. Yeah. Now, you being on the show and love in general being sped up, mm-hmm. um, because how many months did you guys film? Just over two. So are you a firm believer that you can find love in that amount of time? Absolutely. Um, I probably wasn't prior. Okay. Um, but I can say that the energy um, that existed between she and I was instant. Um, it literally was once we met and the energy, you, you couldn't deny it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think when you are in the right headspace, in the right place and at the right time, um, everything can, can work how it's supposed to. Um, I think, yeah, so for me, I never thought that it could happen that fast. But once we connected, I was like, damn, like I can't deny this chemistry and this connection. Yeah. Right. So not only did you win the show, <laughs> like mm-hmm. you proposed yeah. on the show, mm-hmm. which wasn't a part of the show. Mm-mm. How did you know, like in yourself, like, listen, th- I'm ready for this. I'm ready to s- I'm my forever person. I think me getting ready for that was prior to the show. Um, a lot of the things that we talked about earlier, the things I've gone through in life, the things that helped me grow up, these boys, you know, becoming the man that I was supposed to become. Um, and so now it was finding the piece of that puzzle that completes you. Um, and so, again, the energy was undeniable. The the sense of humor, the time spent, the laughter, um, our chemistry. It's, I just knew, um, like, when we were on that set, we were literally inseparable. Okay. Um, and it wasn't a hard decision to, to do that. Um, yeah, it, I had to make sure, you know, so before I did it, I sat back and asked myself, you know, is this somebody that you can see yourself with down the road? Mm. Um, and when I was able to answer yes, I was like, man, let's do it. Let's make this happen. Do you have any regrets for being on the show? No. Um, I could say, man, you know, everybody gave me hell for one of the questions that I answered. But no, um, it it helped me um, get out of my old ways. Um, it helped me open my eyes. I learned a lot. Um, I would say before I used to be really held back and kind of not willing to be vulnerable. Okay. And now that I was vulnerable, not only to her, 
but my vulnerability was shown to a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, I think that um, is something that I appreciate, and you know, so no, no, no regrets. I do um, want to say, as watching the show, I do see your growth and vulnerability. Mm-hmm. When you first came on, it was like you knew your connection with her was a hundred percent instant, mm-hmm. but you weren't giving as much. Mm-mm. You weren't letting us see your heart yeah. as much. And then as the show started progressing and more episodes started coming, you were kind of like, wait, like what's happening behind the scenes? Like you could feel that energy. It was just so connected, especially at the end of the last episode when it was like, she basically came to you and was like, yo, help me like calm me down. Like, let me know, like, this is me and you. And you were able to say words that I didn't expect you to say, (laughs) (laughs) you know what I mean? Because I knew that something else must've been happening or the connection was deeper than what we were seeing. Yeah, for sure. And you know, that's the shout out to y'all black women. You, you, when you're in a safe space, it's easy mm-hmm. um, to become vulnerable and, you know, let your guard down, let your hair down, if you will. Um, and then at the beginning, it was something new for me because I'm a, I'm a private person mm-hmm. naturally, you know. And so on, on that first date, and I'm sitting here, there's a camera right here, a camera right here, a camera right here. And I'm like, you want me to do what? <laughs> uh, but then after a while, you forget about the cameras and where you might have nerves and I got nerves, but we leaning on each other. We got energy. Eventually, you forget about all this, right. and um, you just focused on each other. Um, and what you saw in that pro, um, that proposal, that literally was just all you. Yeah, straight up, like whatever I was thinking I was gonna do, hey, to throw it all out. You came, you talked to me, let's go. Um, and you damn sure ain't gonna go home with, with him, right? <laughs> I want to know, like, what, like that experience with you basically competing with other men for one woman. Because now we might be doing that in real life, yeah. but we don't know. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so for you to see the other person that you're competing against for the the love of your life, as you will, how was that experience? Like, were you guys being able to be friends? Were you having some rivalry? Um, a lot of us we were cool. Um, I didn't. Think of it as a robbery because my attention was on her. Right. And so I felt like whether it was Chris, Isaac, whoever, it didn't benefit me to pay attention to what the hell they was doing. Right. Right. My job was to be the best version of me for her and then respect her right to make a choice. Right. Right. And if she didn't want me, then so be it. She wants him. Um, and that's the way I played it. I didn't think about a competition. I wasn't, if he brought and made a gesture, I'm like, okay. Well, I'm going to continue to operate as I know how. And so that's the way I played it. Um, so, yeah. Absolutely. So where <laughs> do you stand today? Um, she and I are not together. Um, I'm single. Um, it's been a while since we've actually spoke to each other. Um, so I know, yeah, it's been quite a while um, since we've even spoken to each other at all. Yeah. Okay. Do you feel like healed in that? Like, do you feel still whole? Do you still feel like you're open to love and, you know, you're grateful for this experience? Yeah. So the experience is actually something that I probably held back a little bit. I wasn't willing to let my guard down, let my walls down and actually give love the energy that I should give it. You know, Um, so this experience... um, you know, jumping out there, you know, sometimes you're nervous. You got all these anxieties. Man, if I get out there, this will happen. This will happen. You know, I ain't really trying to do that. Um, now, experiencing that actually makes me more willing to go out here and try it again. Um, there's no hard feelings from me to her. Um, it is what it is. Um, so you never know. Um, but, no, I'm glad I did it. You all out for it now. Yeah, yeah. for sure. You know, yeah. it's like something you probably didn't think was possible. Right. And now you got a taste of it. Right. And it's like, man, you know what? I appreciate you. You were in my life for a reason. Yeah. You know, I I learned what I learned. You know, I grew through this. Mm -hmm. And now I'm actually really ready to bring about what's for me. 
Well, we appreciate you so much for coming on the show. And ladies, like you heard him, he said he is single, but don't yeah. come with no nonsense because he ain't going to tolerate it. But could you let everybody know, like, one, where they can follow you, and two, if they want to contribute to your foundation, Please. where they can donate? All right, so right now we're doing our um, annual toy drive Christmas giveaway. Um, so you can go on Jared, J-A-R-R-O-D. M Lockett, L-O-C-K-E-T-T, foundation.org. You can donate. Um, if you follow me on Instagram, uh, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, it's all Life and Times JL. And if you look in any of those bios, you can see either the link to our website or our GoFundMe. So that way we can bring Christmas to a lot of kids that may not have it. Absolutely, guys. And you know you can follow me everywhere at J-A-S-Z-Y, Mango Like Your Favorite Fruit. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. Yeah, that's so dope. So um, once again, Music, Life, and Love, we brought Mr. Justin Lockett out here. We got Jazzy Mango in the building. Yeah. We got Gillianaire. I do want to I do wanna ask um, Gillianaire, like, do you have it? You know, I'm going to go around the room. Does anybody have anything to say? But I'm going to start with Gillianaire. Well, for me, I haven't said this in a while, but, you know what I mean, being the fact that um, we've interviewed you and um, it kind of brought me back to what I usually say, which is life is about what do you know and who did you teach? Mm -hmm. what, is, what, what, what does that mean? What does that mean? All right, I'll say I never again. asked you that. Oh, um, what do you know and who did you teach? What did you learn and who did you teach? Mm -hmm. um, to me, that means like every teacher is a student, was a student, and every student will become a teacher. Yeah. You get what That's I'm saying? Dope. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? Like a father teaches a son and the son becomes a father and he teaches his son. So mm -hmm. it's just a cycle. So like, mm -hmm. it's just a cycle. Really. Absolutely. Excellent. Love that. I like yeah. that for sure. So like I said, once again, Life is about what did you learn and who did you teach? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. All right. Well, Justin, but first, let me say thank y'all. All right. Absolutely. For bringing me all the way up here um, to, to share my story um, and actually being seeing value in that story. Absolutely. Um, I appreciate that. Um, and then to follow your lead, um, one of the quotes that sticks out to me is what they see is what they'll be. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of us, if we thought about that and the decisions that we make, how we portray ourselves if we think about younger people or people in the community and our example is what they see is what they'll be it's not so much what you say but how you carry yourself if you think about that i think we could all make this place a little bit better for all of us mm. i love that so, i love that so, you got so. um i'm actually going to take a quote from your website that really touched me um he said in the website that a legacy is not something you leave but it's something that you leave within someone yeah. and i thought that was very amazing and it touches me and i hope that you continue to travel the world i hope you get so much funding and so much sponsorship that you can be national and um, that's, I'm going to leave that with you. Thank Your quote well, to you. me. Thank you. All right, once again, music, life, and love. Um, I bring people here so that way they can share their experiences and they can speak their truth. And yeah. um, we out. Yeah. We out. Cool.